Man to Man 360 starts in 3, 2, 1. Into Man to Man 360, the show for men by men dealing with all subjects. The twist here is we come from a biblical worldview to encourage and empower men to make it in life through the power of Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's heated. This is Man to Man 360. All right, welcome to another episode of Man to Man 360. We have in the studio here Horace Everett, Warren Meeks Jr., and Brian White. And I'm your host, Daryl Anderson. And today's topic is one of our all-star generated topics. And this one actually was given to us by Horace Everett. The uh, topic on this one is blended families. So Horace, if you don't mind, I'm going to have you do like a 30 second uh, summary on this topic here and we're going to go from there. My thought process is there is um, a correct way because blended families are becoming more and more common today. A lot of it comes stems from people are getting in and out of relationships, sometimes before salvation, sometimes one is saved, the other isn't. But then what is happening is now People are getting out of those relationships and getting to other relationships. And now either one or both parties have children with other people. And then there is a correct way to do it, meaning where you work together as a family. And then there's a way that most of us are doing it. And it's uh, basically Mortal Kombat going on. Actually, Warren, if you don't mind, I'm going to have you jump into this. Start this one first. Blended families are unique families. I'm going to definitely say that. I have a blended family myself. He The only difference is that I approach it very different. I've always been taught that using the word or the term step is just not, it don't work. It's unacceptable. I don't believe that they're a step anything. I believe that if I come into a relationship with a woman and she already have children and it's a committed relationship for me, I'm married. So what's hers is mine. I come into it with the approach that these are my children as well. These are the children that God has given me to be a father over if I'm in the household. So I I don't want to label them as a partial child (laughs) or I'm I'm not a partial daddy, because if you in my household, I'm definitely going to do everything I'm supposed to do to the best of my ability with the skills that I have developed and learned on my own to be Mm -hmm. the best father that I can. And uh, when I um, came into the relationship, my wife had two children prior and they call me dad. They don't call me Warren. They don't call me stepdaddy or none of that. I've been there for them and I knew what came with the the whole piece of the puzzle when I came through at the beginning. I knew that I had to man up and take on this responsibility. And I just think that I think us as a people, and I'm talking about black people, I think we do it well. I I think most of the brothers that I do know personally, they don't never refer to those children as stepchildren. They refer to them as their children. And if I never said anything, most people don't know that my older, my two oldest are not biologically mine. And they even look like me. So (laughs) 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 feed them long enough, they start looking. So that's my little input right now. 
I was going to say, I, I don't like the word step either. It's what do we step on each other? It is a silly word. Either I'm your father or I'm not. You're my daughter or my son or you're not. It's just a silly word and I don't understand it. And I've never used it. We've never used it. My wife and I have been together 25 years. We've never used stepfather or stepson or stepdaughter. I don't, it's it just, to me, I consider it a derogatory term. And I said, we don't step on each other. You know, well, maybe when they were babies, they stepped on me, but. <laughs> now that they're, we don't step on one another and we look out. Same thing like how Warren said, immediately when we first got together, it was like immediate, right? The, the twins were seven and the little one, she was, and it was just immediate help with homework. Oh, she got to go to work. I got to feed the kid, make sure they eat because she worked nights. So it was like, a, it was, we immediately blended. The reason why I brought this up was there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. When you get into a blended family, one of the things that's is crucial is that both parties, meaning whoever the kids live with and who they don't, need to work together and they need to have respect for one another. There should be a level of respect. Say me as the, a man coming in to assume a, a parental role, it should be, I can't be there every day, but this brother is here every day. I need to you know, partner with him to help raise my biological children. The issue is that it's not always the case. It's, like I said, it's mortal combat. It is, we're at war with each other, and it shouldn't even be that way. It should be like, listen, our relationship with their mother no longer is, and we should be, I should leave that alone. I shouldn't be continuing litigating my previous relationship. I should be moving on, and I should be working as a partner in a parental partnership to raise the children for the good of the children. That's what should happen, but that's not how it always works. So a couple of things, interesting things about this topic with blended families, we call it blended, but it depends on how much it blends, right? Because of how much of time is really spent in that family and et cetera, and how old the children are when that family comes together. So for me, I too, we call it a blended family because my son came to me a, a little older and so he still had a family in a different city and whatnot. I got a chance to meet his grandmother down south and a really sweet lady. And one of the things she came straight to me and she said, first of all, I think you're a beautiful man because you take care of my grandson. That basically what she was mm -hmm. saying. And a real sweet lady. And she said some really sweet and kind things to me. And I thought that was cool. The, the first time I met her several years back and I met her again recently, a uh, much older lady, but sweet lady. And so the challenge is, okay, who's this dude? And right. because I, the dudes on that I, where I'm coming from is like over here and they, they act this kind of way and they're real cool and all that. Now we got this square dude, right? Because right. he's over here. But over, what I found over time was like, and this dude is the real deal. He, one, because he loves my mom. And two, he, it really looks out for me. But that was, for me, it was tough because it's, okay, Lord, I, I really need your help. But at the same time, I knew I did, I did have to put more into certain things because I didn't live with them for all these years on the, in those younger years. So I had to do some catch-up work. And I think, and this was something not too long ago, I think uh, Warren, but you said something like, I know you spend time to do good with him as much as you in men's ministry. There's that level of conviction there because it's, yeah, I guess what he's saying is right. Because 
But these guys, sometimes I spend more time with because we're sometimes in the same city. And But I have to make those certain efforts. I have to stretch myself. I can't say, oh, listen, I'm, I'm the big dude here. You got to stick it out. No, I have to be vulnerable and then say, you know what? No, I need to be the one reading. So if I, if I want to really be in that role of a father and dad and, and reliable source and all those things that that means, which it does mean, then I needed to be able to step myself out. Mm. I think one of the things... We, in the previous, I don't know how this goes, podcast, we talked about intimacy, right? And we talked about being intimate with the Lord. And it's the same thing with families, right? There needs to be a level of intimacy, meaning that you spend time with one another. And part of the problem, and, and this is where I was saying, where I was going with this, the part of the problem with blended families is time, is that yeah. so, I can't. When, when I come in, let's say when I came and, and you become and being part of a family, sort of like I grew up with my, my youngest sister. We don't have the same father. We've never called each other. She's not my step. She's my sister. We've always been. Yep. We lived in the same house. That's my sister. We've always been brothers and sister. Like she got in trouble. Was, somebody was messing with her. Who she called? I'm calling my brother. So right. there's always been this level of intimacy with us that we shared that we have a closeness and a bond. And I think that it's the same thing that part of the problem is the lack of sharing that goes on. So let's say when I'm talking about the extended family, because this is an, it's an extended family because you have, you you have, you know, like my, you you have yourself, you have the wife, you have another man, and then maybe he has another woman. That's, that's the blend, man. That's got to blend somehow. And the mm-hmm. problem is no blending. So you got lumps and it's yeah. not really blending. It's not coming together. And one of the other issues that may come about, that comes about, what if you are a Christian and the other person ain't? So now mm-hmm. you got two different lifestyles that you're trying to incorporate Christian lifestyle versus that secular stuff. So now you got yeah. multiple battles going on. And that's what I'm saying, where these become difficult in the sense that how are we blending that, which is a problem. Yeah. I, th- I think that time part is was, was real crucial because after that initial feeling whatnot, I knew that I had to definitely reach out. And once I did that, I saw a massive change because it was for a while living in Buffalo, going to school and everything. And I made efforts that like on a birthday, whatever, I'm going to go to Buffalo without my wife. And and that made things, and there's conversation on the phone and that kind of stuff too, but you can't just leave it on the phone conversations. You got to somehow put yourself there as well too. And and that I think that really helped in a major way so much. You might remember this particular situation. I think at this point, he moved back to Atlanta for a while. I was working down there and whatnot. I'll never forget. This was probably one of the, one of the proudest days of my life. I loved it. It was the fact that he traveled to Rochester on Father's Day for me. Oh, wow, that's dope. And, and when he was coming back that week, I was like, is, he, is there a game he's coming for or something like that? And, and, and I didn't know why he was coming up. And then he, he, he went to this grocery store and bought all these, this, these, all this food to grill and cook and all that. He said, oh, no, I'm coming for you for Father's Day. I was like, whoa. My wife, I, and at first, I don't know if she was joking or serious, but she, I think she was a little ticked that he made it up to see me, but that year he didn't come up to see her. I remember and that. You might remember I that. Do, I, do, I do, I remember. And so, so I got on her though. You felt I special said, wow, too, How unfair is that for you for my one time to take that from me 
by not mm-hmm. being happy for that because she was a little upset with him. Man, you ain't even come to see me. Like she comes, he comes to see you every year. But I got that. I got that one opportunity that was special. Uh, and it was, and and yeah. and it, it was huge. And so that was a special time. I and, and it wasn't just the one, but that was that was a spe- that was probably the most special because of that. So I, I guess I say all that to say, and I, I'll give it back to the guys. But I say all that to say that horse, what you say as far as the time spent, that piece is crucial. You're never going to actually pay that debt off. You're going to pay that debt until death. You're going to continue to work towards that until we die. So right. it's like a, like the Bible talks about a debt, the, the debt of love. You're never going to pay it off. And so <laughs> I, I don't mind working towards that one right. and right. spending that time because it because the prize that comes back to me is well. That intimacy so. without the mother, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. So I wanted to say I found a couple of working definitions, man, to be able to work with. And one of one of them I feel like right now, a redhead stepchild. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so for what it's worth, I'm just going on and say what this means, and then I'm gonna bring it back and just have to say something, man. But uh, so you so, mean the ones uh, that Martha don't know about? <laughs> uh, negative. There you go. Funny. Right. Though. There you go. You're funny. <laughs> we would. Uh, so it said the redheaded stepchild is a term that came around the 1800s. It said that's when the Irish first came to the U.S. It said that they were the, the lowest class of people, and it says they split white people into different groups. And to say that somebody's a redheaded stepchild is to say that a man married a woman who had a child with an Irishman, that child, the stepchild, would be viewed as a stain on a reputation, living, breathing proof that she had a child with an ignorant Catholic Irishman. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so that's one. And then check check this one and out right here, suppose he too. is redheaded. That's the... <laughs> yeah, that makes it even worse. <laughs> oh, shoot. So said so that the old English form form comes from steopclid. Yeah, steop. Clid, silly. Uh, I, I can't even it's just mean stepchild. So it says a stepfather or stepmother meant one who became a father, mother to an orphan, and stepson, stepdaughter meant an orphan who becomes a son or daughter by the remarriage of a parent. I'm glad mm. God don't call us stepchildren, man. Bad, bad. I'm just a child. I'm just engrafted no. in the family, man. Mm. I'm a yeah. doctor. Right. But, uh, exactly. but I want to yeah. say, man, I grew up in a, st- in a blended family, man. Mm. I literally grew up. So I think I was. Four when I met the other siblings and that type of thing, man. And from that perspective, as a kid, man, I thought it was great just having all these other <laughs> yeah. siblings around. Uh, like, yo, some more people to play. Right. I don't know how my because my dad remarried, so that's kind of like what we did as kids, man. I was happy to be around other dudes, man, and to be able to play around with. So that's kind of how I tackled it, man. And they had other kids, so I have a younger brother and sibling that I would consider to be blood. However, for all the siblings, man, I just as long as they call me their brother, I call them my family. So it's just, that's just what it is, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm good with that. I, the more the merrier. I get down with that. We'll pick up from there right after this. We hope you've been enjoying Man to Man 360 live radio shows. Tell your friends and family to check us out. Then like us on Facebook.com slash Man to Man 360. That's man, the number two, man, 360. 
share, and comment about the shows you listen to every week. Our goal here is to encourage and empower men to make it in life, and we hope to do that every week. So look for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Then subscribe, download all the episodes, and give us a five-star rating. Then share from that app. There you'll be able to catch shows you may have missed and have access to exclusive interviews as well as extended shows that had to be edited down for radio due to time. But keep listening live here every week at rspirit.online. Yeah, that's what's up. I, I come from a, a blended family as well, too. Yeah, it get confusing sometimes because, like, it's a... <laughs> so, yeah. my, my brothers... And then another thing is that their father raised me, who I call my dad. It's all crazy. It's like I got mad fathers and, and mad mothers and all that type <laughs> of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like... People, oh, ho- hold on for a second. And for a white audience, mad does not mean angry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh excuse me. Yes, a lot. I'm sorry. Um, uh, mad equaling a lot this time. But so, yeah, you know, it's, so I guess I, this is what I can say is that, and I'm go- I got to speak like this so you guys can, un- can understand. But if he was listening, of course, I would never reference him as my stepfather. I just wouldn't do it. Okay. But, so I have to do it because I'm just trying to make a distinguish. But with all respect for him, he's my father. He kind of taught me like to love a child that you actually didn't give birth to. It's your own. And uh, I remember when I got older, I think one of the most hurtful parts of the whole thing was that I remember when I got older a couple of times and I was going through some things with my identity and trying to figure out who I was. And I remember saying some hurtful words to him. And I was like, yo, you ain't my dad. You can't tell me what to do. And I was just really trying to be hurtful because that was really all the father that I had knew. He didn't hold that against me. He he could have just said, OK, cool. Hey, I live in a whole nother state. And because he stayed in touch with us far as from a phone perspective. And we also used to go see him once, once a year for the whole summer or for Christmas or something like that. They would rotate, but, and mm-hmm. I went with him. It even was to the point where I didn't, my, if my brothers went, I went, we, it wasn't like I was his child. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it was. So when I was in the situation, I was ready. Like I remember when I walked into the situation and the day one, I was like, oh, I got a son. Like, you know I, mean? I was super happy because she had a son. And I'm like, it's my son. Like, he's mine. I'm ready. And I mm-hmm, wanted to be mm-hmm. a father to this boy bad. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it's pretty cool because, like I said, I didn't really know how to be a father. But <sighs> me and him have a great relationship. Um, That's my boy. And, and, and like I said, I'm still learning even to today. Like, mm, like oh, being, yeah. being a father is like, man... I don't even know if I had a father that, that was there a hundred percent. I still would have got it. You follow this a learner uh, a point from a blended perspective. And that's another thing too, though. And so this is how I am too, because of how it was when I take my children and I present them to my family. Um, oh, most definitely. That's if you don't treat kids, them like right. they're, you can't treat my children like stepchildren. You, right, like, nah, you, you're nah. not going to do that. Cause it, cause if you do that, I don't care. Mom, dad, whoever you are, I'm going to cut you off. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna cut you off because you need to you need to treat them like like they're really your grandchildren, right. like they're really your nieces and your nephews and all of that. You know what I mean? And if you don't, 
I'm not going to really deal with you too tough like that because I'm not going to have respect for you because if you love me, then you got to love them. That's just right. my bottom line. That my bottom line is this right here. And, and if you love me, then you gotta love them. Cause right. if you, cause they, I don't see it no other way. Ain't no way around it, man. That's just that's what it is. And my fortunately, my kids and you made an interesting point. When you come into to a child's life and they're older, it is difficult to get that dad up out of them. But when you come into their lives when they're fairly young, depending on the situation, depending on the involvement of the father and all right. these other factors, there's a lot of factors and. and that's the difficulty of the blended family that would have to be discussed is that there's a lot of factors that come into whether or not a child, you know, can actually call you dad. And and so, but one of the most, and now I'm about to expose myself is that, but one of the most hurtful pieces for me is that my son, he hasn't taken my last name and it bothers me a little bit because he's a man and I've been in his life since he was like seven years old. And I wish he would like, like literally if if he did that, I don't want, he ain't got to get me nothing for Christmas, my birthday or father's <laughs> day, nothing for the rest of my life. Like, you know what I mean? Because mainly because he's a man. I'm not, I don't feel that so much with my daughter because her name's going to change and, and hopefully ain't no hopefully in it. I teach my daughters, you, you lose your whole name. If I get, if I give you away, you're going to lose that whole name. You know what I'm saying? But so just real briefly, let me just get back to finish up my point is that it's like that. that's my one piece of the puzzle is that I want and I want for that because I it's not I know the true definition of an orphan or whatever like that. That's where the step stuff came from. But I think it's I look at it like. Like we were all orphans and then we built we we came to Christ and we said, hey, will you accept me? And he says, I am your Abba. I am your father. You are my yeah. son. So therefore, like, like your whole past was just like erased and right. it just didn't, it was done. And now I became a son to, to, to a father. You know what I mean? And, 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 and so that's how I look at it with my son is you ain't no, no. step, ain't no this, ain't no <laughs> that. Yeah, no, 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 I'm your father and I'm going, and I'm going to do everything. That was my little piece that, you know, if you take my name, you know what I mean? You ever asked him about um, or, or talked about basically adopting him, offering that to him? He's 21. And yeah, you can, uh, yeah. you can adopt him at 50. Yeah. Nah, I know. I, huh? I know. Uh, yeah, that's a prayerful battle, guys. It's a prayerful <laughs> battle. Yeah. yeah. But I'm on board. Yeah, I feel you there about the something. I remember when I first met my wife, the oldest or twins, and they were seven, and there was a boy and a girl. And it was like, like you saying, I didn't have any kids at the time. So it was like, man, I got a son. And a daughter. I got <laughs> two daughters and a son. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I got hit the jackpot on this. So it was an, an adventure because personality-wise, nothing like me. So mm-hmm. it was like, so the boy really wasn't into sports like that, but he's a drummer. So he's into music. So we had that. So we had music. And so then it's like um, introducing them to, I remember when I first met him, hi, y'all kids, they don't got video games. So I bought a video game system. Like, yo, I'm going to be over here. I'm not just here to hang with your moms. I'm hanging with y'all too. We're going to play video games. We're going to watch cartoons. It was crazy. I was just, cause I'm a big kid at heart anyways. So it just, <laughs> that's, you know, like you saying, I just jumped right in. It was like, it was like I was meant to be and we were meant to be together. And it was like, so I remember just doing stuff like they, like I said, what do y'all want your room to look like? Whatever your favorite character. And I painted the room and, 
put like the little stickers on the wall. Right. Cause you know, I just, I just jumped right in. Right. Like it yeah, was like, yeah. yo, we doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's kind of same how we were talking about that whole relationship. Cause I'm not just having a relationship with your mom. I'm having a relationship with you. That's right. And we going to do this. Y'all, my kids. And I think that's when you have a blended family, it's important to remove those barriers and those, those, those borders. Cause it's almost like you got this whole thing set up, like how this is supposed to be. And we're in this box and we ain't in no box. We in wide mm-hmm. open spaces and we just doing whatever it is that we do. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to do homework. Like, man, I was like, man, I get to do homework, which is crazy. Yeah. I get to do homework and I get to do all of this stuff. And, oh man, she's sick. I got to change a diaper. All of this, it just was like all of this stuff that I had never done at the time. And it was like, man, I got it made. Like special ed got it made, but anyways, <laughs> on another level. <laughs> but on another level, I had it all. So that's what I'm saying. I, I think, I guess my whole point in all of it is, though difficult, blended families can be rewarding. Because in the sense, you get things. It's like you get a present that you know is good you already know it's a functioning something you get almost so man i got these kids not only do i get this beautiful woman but i get these kids to hang out with too and i get to be a father to them Mm. that's pretty cool yeah Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool this episode of man to man 360 is a wrap but you can check us out next week wherever you get your podcast and listen on demand to earlier or exclusive content. Then tune in live every Tuesday, 12 o'clock noon and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year from Man to Man 360 and the All-Stars. Remember to enjoy family and friends, but keep Jesus as the center your celebrations.